What's going on, everybody? Welcome back here to Just Talking Sports. Back in another interview. Today, my guest is one of the best Division II head coaches in the nation, West Liberty's own Ben Howlett. How's it going, Coach? Thank you for coming on here today. Yeah, thanks for having me on here. No problem, Coach. So just to start out with, going, you've been playing basketball almost your whole life. What really got you into the game, and how did you manage – managed to become a coach in general yeah so i i started playing um when i was a kid and i i had two older brothers and uh they were involved with with playing basketball so i always just kind of tagged along with them um and then got into coaching um after college i actually i got a, a teaching job um at a high school and after a year of that, I didn't really. I knew I didn't want to do that, so I, I had the opportunity to come back here to West Liberty as a the time assistant, and um, you know, was here for for six years as the assistant coach, and obviously got the nod to be the head coach after that. So taking over for legendary Jim Crutchfield, what advice did he really give you when you took this job? Because you're freshly a new head coach, having to live off of a like, like get to build off the legacy that he built and not like kind of disappoint, but really what was it like when he did give the reins to you? Yeah. I, I mean, really the the one thing he said to me was just kind of be yourself and, and, and you know, I, I not to be like him and not to, to try to, to, to emulate other coaches and just be the best coach that I can be and put my own stamp on the program. And, you know, that's one thing that, you know, I think I've done, you know, we do a lot of things very similar to the way we've done it in the past, but, we have changed some things up here, and um, I, I have certainly put my own stamp on the program um, in, in a variety of ways. I think you really made the environment different from Coach Crutchfield because every coach has a new environment, how they want to make their program. Like, if you have anything you go by, because I know some coaches have, like, they have an acronym that they go by that they put in the locker room. Like, really, what is your motive for the guys on your team? Yeah, it's funny you ask that. Like, we – one of the, we are one of the few programs um, that we typically we don't we don't have you know any sayings or we don't have quotes we live by. Um, the, the one thing that we did last year and you know, I've kind of brought it up numerous times this year is just team and it's T E A M. We got shirts last year and that's the only thing they said they were they were great t shirts with black lettering and they just said team across the front and um, you know that that's really something that we're trying to get everyone to buy into. It's just not necessarily playing for yourself or playing for the box score. It's playing for our school school here at West Liberty University and trying to do everything we possibly can to win for school. You're a West Liberty alumni. You played your college ball at West Liberty. What what was it like when you did get like offered the job and you look at it like, hey, I'm an alumni and how important was it to you that you kind of build off your legacy? as a player and build your legacy as a coach. Yeah. And I've said this multiple times. Like I never really wanted this job to be my first head coaching job. Um, you know, I wanted to go elsewhere and build that program up, you know, from the ground up. And obviously when coach left, um, you know, handed the, the, the job to a 30, 30 year old. And, you know, I, I was, really contemplating things and, and I would be stupid if I didn't take it. So I, I took it and knowing that there was going to be a lot of pressure on myself um, to win games because that's all 
the school I'd known for, for 13 years. You know, when coach was here, that's that's all we did was win. And, um, you know, I knew I didn't have the luxury to, to lose many games as a head coach. But you know, I give a lot of credit to that first that first year. And we had a lot of players that you know, transferred out when I became head coach. And they were players that were, you know, very good players. And we had a bunch of role guys on the team. And, um you know, that, that, that group really, you know, practice hard every day. And, you know, at one point in that season, we ended up number one in the country. We were ranked number one in the country and no one ever thought that group of guys would, would be number one in the country and ended up 26 and four and won the regular season Mountain East. So really give a lot of credit to that first year uh, as a coach. 92 and 12 is a key number there, the winning record and how, what, and going off of, what have been really the major challenges for you as a coach in your sixth year coming up? Like what's been the major challenges you've experienced? Well, I think it's not just for me challenge. I think it's a challenge for, for all coaches and it's, it's roster management. Now um, the, the transfer portal has really changed the landscape. I, I think of college basketball and you're essentially, you know, you hear the term re-recruiting your own players. And I just, I have a hard time doing that. Like, we have a, a program here that's built on tradition. And, you know, if guys don't want to be here, we don't want them here. And, you know, we certainly get a ton of calls from players that, that are leaving other programs um, that want to be a part of our program. And, you know, we do our homework on those guys and we make sure um, that they would be a good fit, not only on the court, but off the court. And um, that's a challenge is making sure we get the right guys in here when we do take a look at transfers. So to answer your question, I think roster management and, we got the right guys. You were mentioning transfer portal. You suffered a loss. Your leading scorer, Bryce Butler, transferred the college of Charleston. How are you able to manage to replace your leading scorer and being able to develop new guys to be able to step up and take that role of what Bryce had? Yeah, that's tough. Like, I don't think there's going to be one guy that can replace him. You know, he, he solved a lot of problems for us last year by just being out on the floor. And it's not so much, you know, the way he played, it's just his, his, his ability to lead our players and um, he could do everything. So to answer your question, like, I think it's going to be a collection of guys that kind of, you know, fill him, fill his void. And, and um, we're, we're going to have to win in different ways this year. I think we're going to have to maybe grind some games out, and, you know, we're certainly not going to change our style of play, but, you know, we do have a lot of new players and it's, it's been a challenge thus far um, to get them to, to, to really buy into what we're trying to do. And, and they're trying to do it. I don't I don't want to make it sound like they're not trying, um, but it takes a little bit longer for our guys to to, you know, buy into our system because it is so different than what they're used to. Coming off of last year, you guys made it to a national championship game but suffered a really devastating loss in Nova Southeastern. After that game, you had to go into the locker room and kind of give a speech to the guys. What did you really say in that moment and how you guys were able to get back to a national championship game? Yeah, the, the first thing I said was, you know, overall big picture, you know, we did something that's only been done one other time in school history. So, you know, it wasn't one of those things where I went in there and I was mad at the guys like, they tried. They tried really hard. And of course, it wasn't perfect. We did some uncharacteristic things for you know for us in that game. And um, but you know, I had to to tell two guys on the team that you know I, I thanked them for playing. You know, for me, I, I had one and Steve Kennedy, who was a graduate transfer, then 
I had Malik McKinney who had been with me for, for four years and just thank them for everything that they've done. They put a lot of time and, you know, a lot of blood, sweat, tears, you know, everything that you can think of into this program and, you know, just really thank them for all they've done. When recruiting comes around, both high school and transfer portal, what are you really looking in for a player? Like what are the key aspects you're looking at? Is it how they act like around their fellow teammates or is it just game style? Look at everything. And that's, you know, something that we take a lot of pride in is, is getting to know the, the recruit, you know, both on and off the court and more oftentimes than not to get to know their family as well. And we've never offered anybody without having them on campus before. Um, so, and on the court, we look for versatility, you know, guys that can do a little bit of everything, guys that can guard multiple positions, guys that can run, dribble, pass, shoot. Um, and, and, you know, we don't really recruit so-called positions. We just recruit really good players and put five guys out there that are really good and have them figure it out from there. As a D2 head coach, you're not re recruiting the five stars, the four stars, the three stars. How do you really scout talent? Do you have like a certain – database you use or you just go out and look at some of the underrated guys that you see near like the pipeline states yeah i think well it's it's changing too because of the transfer portal so we we look at the every guy that goes in the portal we look at and we do research and so that's number one number two like with the high school kids trying to put a fence around ohio west virginia pennsylvania Know, starting to get into Maryland even a little bit more. So if we feel like there's a player from, you know, those general states that we really want, we feel like would be a good fit, we do everything we possibly can to get there. Now, having said that, we've missed on guys and, and we brought guys in that didn't work out as well as we would have hoped. But um, I think we do a really good job in, in locating talent and then not only locating talent, getting them to buy in and recruiting them here to West Liberty. First game's coming up here in a few short weeks. What have you been really focusing on in practice, and how has practice been going so far? Uh, we're a little inconsistent right now, but I, but we kind of figured that was going to happen, um, you know, coming into the season just because we have so many new players. And, and uh, right now we're just really working on ourselves. You know, not worrying about Shippensburg right now. We're just really focused on West Liberty and trying to – to get guys to, to, to change some things, you know, especially the new guys change, you know, maybe play a little bit harder and change some of their habits that they have from their old school coming into West Liberty. And then um, just getting guys in, in West Liberty shape, you know, that's a different type of in shape than, than most teams. Um, we got to get guys in the West Liberty shape. And, um, you know, here in a few weeks, we'll start looking more into individual teams like Shippensburg and Seton Hill, but right now just really focus on ourselves. What are some of the keys to success that you need to see in your team to be able to make another Division II championship run? Um, you know, first off, we got to stay healthy. That's important. Number two, we got to get something out of the, out of our transfers. I think that's that's pivotal for us. And we do return seven guys out of our ten rotation from last year. Um, so, you know, on paper we could be okay. And on paper, our transfers are really good, but we got to mold these guys together and we got to get these guys playing together and playing hard and playing the West Liberty brand of basketball. Um, so with all that, we just, we got to continue to build on our brand and get guys, you know, really, really dialed in and brainwashed into playing our style of basketball. To anyone's Liberty fans watching this, what do you want to say to your fans about 
like expectations they have for this season or just anything in general? No, I just, you know, first of all, I want to thank West Liberty fans. I, I, I say this all the time. Like I put Topper Nation up against any Division Two fan base in the country. We're very um, lucky. I guess is the right word to have them. Um, they care about our program, and you know they're they're asking when our inter squad scrimmages are going to be. They're asking when our other scrimmages are going to be, and you know they follow us on the road. And they present a really good home court atmosphere here at West Liberty. So just very thankful for them, and hopefully we can continue to represent them and the people of West Liberty and the people of Wheeling. West Virginia, um, the way they want to be represented. Awesome, Coach. Thank you for coming on here today. I know you're a really busy guy. You said you had some recruits coming over, and I, I'm happy you took some time out of your day to hop on here. All right, AJ. I appreciate it. No problem. Good luck this season, and thank you for coming on. Thank Have a good you. Day. You too.